and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chalk, and if you haven't listened to the podcast before, what we do on here is give our honest opinion on the things we like or dislike from all the going on in pro wrestling from shows like WWE Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, Rampage, as well as pay-per-views, and some indie shows as well as talking about the latest news headlines during the rounds. Last night we did have the latest edition of WWE NXT 2.0 and this week's show started a little bit differently. Um, It did, however, have the uh, customary recap of everything that happened last week. But then we get a load of pre-taped promos from the likes of Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes Wesley, uh, Cora Jade, Zoe Stark and Tony D'Angelo all talking about about what they're going to do on tonight's show. Um, I really like this, to be honest. Different. Um, It's always nice to see different in a wrestling show. We then get our opening match, which was Kiana James versus Nikita Lyons. Uh, James worked over the leg of Lions, which she pretty much no-sold. Lions roared a bit and started to come back, throwing kicks. She hit a weird-looking cannonball thing in the corner, followed by a spin kick and then her split pin thing that she does for the win. Now I've come to the decision that it's not fair for me to sit here and overanalyze every match on NXT because, let's face it, we're watching people learning. Um, And I don't know if you would have wanted somebody watching you learn in the job that you do. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't. Um, So what we're going to do instead is look at whether a performer has potential to get onto the main roster or not uh because that's now what nxt is used for i guess um and i think both women in this match have potential um obviously both are very green uh keanu james has only really just started in nxt you could say the same about nikita lyons but she is going to be involved in the tag team tournament on the main roster so in theory she's a little bit closer um but i think both women just have potential right now i think it's way too early for either woman to even be thinking about being on the main roster nikita lyons obviously no sold quite a bit in this but she also needs to think of what she does between executing moves because she is obvious you know you can see her just stood there thinking about what comes next instead of doing what comes naturally um but again this is understandable when you think she hasn't been doing this very long uh but it's that old adage of making every second count and mean something in the ring every footstep should mean something uh, when that part of the game does click, I, I do think they have something there with her. She's going to be a big baby face, but for now, not on the main roster. 
Next up, the Creed brothers are sat watching a tape of their match last week with Apollo Crews. Uh, Roddy Strong comes in and gets pissed off that they're talking to Apollo Crews. Uh, the Creeds are also pissed off that Roderick Strong lied to them about being there for their match last week. Strong sort of played it off as being a test. Um, basically, a match between Roderick Strong and Apollo Crews is set up for later. Last Legend is then shown talking utter bollocks and yapping uh, just without taking a breath because some misogynistic idiot man has written this and obviously in their heads this is what women do. Um, first, In this first uh, segment she's chewing the ear off Malik Blade it's then time for Trick Williams versus Wesley in this round match thing. Um, bit different. Let's go through it, I suppose. Uh, both guys come out wearing boxing gloves for some reason. Um, and they say they give the rules. So basically it's a, a two out of three falls match with a rest after every round. Um, Trick played up to the Muhammad Ali character thing that he's got going on at the moment. Um, After the first round was a bit of a boxing match. Uh, Trick looked pretty good at that, I must say. They then went into some wrestling where Wesley started to get the better of it. That is until Hayes distracted him and Trick uh, kicked his head off really for the first four. When we come back from a break, we are into round four. Uh, Wesley managed to pin Trick with a crucifix pin. That got him the second four. Uh, But Trick knocked him out in between rounds at that point. Um, Trick was then obviously in control. But at the end of the fifth round, Wesley came back and put on a boxing glove punched Trick and knocked him out to win the match Um, yeah I don't really understand what any of this was to be honest what was the point was it just to get Trick over as some kind of boxer guy I, I don't really get it I also don't understand the finish um why put a glove on to knock somebody out why put something on that is padded that's going to cause less damage than your own fist which you're allowed to use I I don't know I don't understand that Um, I will say though that I would definitely have both of these guys on the main roster as well as Carmelo Hayes who was at ringside with Trick through this I think they could all play a part for me. I don't think I'd have Trick Williams wrestling on the main roster. I'd have him in the corner of Hayes. But yeah, get them on. Get them on the main roster. Let that personality shine through. Uh, we then get a Chase University segment when I think she's called Ariana Grace, <clears throat> who 
I think is is she Santino's daughter? I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, anyway, she's moaning about Fear Hale hitting her in the face with a ball or something. Andre Chasen sets up a match between them because he's obviously now general manager, I guess. Uh, but I will say Chase getting pissed off with people is still one of the funniest things out there in wrestling. Carmelo Hayes is then still in the ring from the earlier thing with uh, Trick and Wesley. He cuts a promo on what happened last week when Nathan Frazier uh, basically beat Giovanni Vinci to the ring to challenge him for the uh, North American Championship. Fraser's music hits again, but this time Giovanni Vinci just appears in the ring. Uh, he challenges Carmelo Hayes to a match at Heatwave for that championship next week. Uh, they then try and fight each other, but basically reverse everything. Interested in the match next week. That should be good. I can see it being a non-finish with Nathan Fraser getting involved, but we'll see. We then get a video package of J.D. McDonough talking more bollocks about this match with Bron Breaker next week. Um, I kind of hope Bron Breaker destroys this guy. Last Legend is still talking bollocks this time. Idris Anofi is there as well. Uh, then it's time for Fear Hale versus Ariana Grace. Grace seems to have been given the sort of Tiffany Stratton gimmick, which doesn't make any sense. And she's nowhere near as good as Tiffany Stratton. Uh, they basically sit in a chin lock for just so long. I, I got bored and sort of switched off. Uh, Grace did win the match, though, after hitting a wasteland, which Wade Barrett on commentary jizzed in his pants or something. I don't know. Um... I thought this was crap, to be honest. Hale will probably get over with this character she's doing as long as they don't make her really annoying, but I took nothing from this match at all. Solo Sokoa is then shown in the doctor's office when Cameron Grimes walks in and a bit of respect shown uh, by both men. We then get Roderick Strong versus Apollo Crews. And this was basically two guys that shouldn't be anywhere near NXT because uh, they're too good to be in developmental. Uh, I really don't get this either. Um, if you have these two in NXT on your brand, surely they shouldn't be used together. Uh, for me, they should be used to help get over the younger talent, if that's what you've got them there for. You know, give guys that little bit of experience. But I, I just don't get what, what the point of this was either. As for the match, though, it was decent. Uh, both guys got a fair bit of offense in. Both guys hit big moves, but it was crews that. One match with a spine buster thing. As I said though, both guys don't belong in developmental, so don't know what happens with them. Um 
Last Legend is again chatting shit when Idris and Blade just have enough. Pretty deadly walk-in, and this automatically sets up a match for later. Um, locker room leader Sanger is then talking to... Oh, I cracked myself up then. Sanger is a locker room leader is ridiculous. This doofus. Um, he, anyway, he's talking to Faroz and Leon about last week when... Um, Katana Chance and Kane Carter come in and say one day they'll get a chance at their titles. One of Feroz and Leon basically say they're not ready for that. Sanger says, come on, let's go and next week we'll meditate or some absolute shit. Uh, terrible segment. <clears throat> not going to talk too much about it. Creeds are then with Damon Kemp watching videos again when Roddy comes in and um, just another argument breaks out. I don't think you need them arguing in two or three different segments on the show. It's getting a little bit boring. But it was then time for Tony D'Angelo and Santos Escobar in one final accord. Basically... They sit down and have a meeting, um, and a street fight gets made for next week at Heatwave. And if Santos Escobar loses the match, he is gone from NXT. If he wins, Legado's free and don't work for Tony anymore. Uh, I guess Santos Escobar is being called up then. That's what I took from this. Tiffany Stratton again gets attacked by babyface Wendy Chu. I don't know what they're doing with Wendy Chu. Completely ruined her. Um, Tiffany Stratton's meant to be this heel, but she's done nothing heelish. She's the one that keeps getting attacked by this idiot. Uh, and to be honest, I hope Tiffany Stratton beats the shit out of her. Uh... Pretty Deadly versus Malik Blade and Idris Anofi was next. I have to be honest and say I'm not sold on Pretty Deadly at all. Yes, they stand out in backstage segments and sort of with what they wear, but when they're in the ring, they're just so generic and boring. Uh, Blade and Anofi, on the other hand, really have something. I know they are very green at the minute. But there is something there. Uh, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen came out to the ring for some reason with uh, Fallon Henley. This plays into the finish when Enofe was sent into a chair that one of them held on the apron. Uh, pretty deadly hit their finisher and they win the match. <clears throat> all pretty basic, all pretty boring. After the match, Lash Legend turns up and just boots Fallon Henley in the face for some reason. Again, don't really understand why that happened. But it does look like Lash Legend is going to be with Pretty Deadly. We'll see what comes from that. Uh, I've got very little feelings to any of this, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Some guy then takes a piss out of Cameron Grimes backstage... Uh, 
about walking through a door. I have no idea who that person was. I must have missed something somewhere. Uh, then Joe Gacy and the Diad uh, just stare at him, asking where he's going. Again, weird nonsense. Uh, Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark then talk about being tag team partners. Toxic Attraction talks some bollocks about rock music. I have no idea what's going on on this show. Uh, Apollo Crews gets interviewed, but then gets interrupted by the NXT MVP, Grayson Waller. I think that match is going down at Heatwave. I think. It's then time for the main event, which is Cora Jade versus Zoe Stark. Um, Mandy Rose is on commentary for this. Zoe Stark is main roster ready, in my opinion. Um, she was good in this again. She pulled off a mental springing, twisting, swanton thing where she sort of sprang on the ropes on the outside and twisted to the inside. I don't know how to explain it because I don't know how she did it. Go and watch, just watch that one move. It was awesome. Uh, during a break, though, Cora Jade took over. Uh, she went and got a cane thing in the corner, but Stark countered and planted her with a German suplex. She hit another one later on, actually, that looked like she dumped her right on her head. Uh, Jade went for sliced bread, but ate a super kick from Stark instead for a nice near fall. Jade, though, hit a hammerlock DDT for a near fall. Uh, she then went and hit that sliced bread, but Stark kicked out again. Um, Jade again went for a cane, but this time Roxanne Perez showed up. And she's got it in her hands. Off a of distraction, Zoe Stark hit her awesome finisher. I have no idea what it's called, but it looks great. Um, and actually, this main event was a decent match, I thought. I really liked Zoe Stark. And Cora Jade is coming along quite nicely. Um, but some of it did look a little bit dangerous. Like Some of those Germans didn't look quite right. Um, after the match, Roxanne Perez went after Cora Jade with that... Um, what I don't even know what it is. Is it a cane? Whatever it is. Uh, Manny Rose tried to sneak attack Zoe Stark in the middle of the ring, but she saw it come in and hit her with the uh, with her finisher. And she stands tall to end the show holding the NXT women's title. Um so yeah, this was a strange show which NXT usually is to be honest um decent enough to watch uh still enough of the nonsense to stop it getting completely boring um not enough silliness that it sucks some of it did some of it sucked some of it was fine um, but I am interested to hear what you thought of the show and you can tell me by following and getting in touch on Twitter. I am at AdamChalk8. While you're at it, please subscribe and review the uh, podcast on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from. 
for daily podcasts just like this one. Look out for more shows dropping in your feeds and we'll have the AW Dynamite review tomorrow. But until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time.